Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. Today with me I have Lorna Byrne, who's got the most fantastic story to tell, um, a ton of experience to discuss, and actually is one of those extremely rare people who's amazingly good at what she does, but doesn't seem to have any of the ability to do it. So you're a brilliant writer, but you can't write. You're brilliant <laughs> at, um, I mean, you've been on the Sunday Times bestseller list, you've done all sorts of things, but you've got something remarkable to talk about. So first of all, good afternoon, Lorna. How are you today? Well, good afternoon to you, Russell, as well. And I'm great today and I'm delighted to be talking with you. And I'm here in Ireland because I, you know, we, we both have a similar accent and um, the weather here is a, a little dull. And just to tell you, as you said, a little about myself, um, I'm severely dyslexic. So even to go right or left, never mind read or write or to touch a, a computer, um, and I have written seven books and Angels in My Hair is became a number one bestseller, you know, around the world. Um, how would I say from the moment I was born, I have seen angels and I didn't know they were angels. You have to remember. Um, I just remember reaching up and trying to touch them, you know, as as any infant would would try mm. and do. And then there was a time when I was sitting in front of the fire with my little brother. He was older than me and we were playing with blocks and our hands touched. And it was at that moment when our hands touched, it was like mine went into his or his went into mine and it all sparkled and made me laugh. You know, it was wonderful. But all of the angels that circled us, they said to me, Lorna, you must keep this a secret. You mustn't tell anyone. And I was very young at the time. I was a toddler. But the angels were always reminding me to keep it a secret. Mm. And it was then as well that they told me that my little brother was a soul, that he had died before I was born. So how would I say then, you know, the angels were always telling me that one day I would write and many a time I would get really annoyed because I couldn't read or write. You know, I thought that was impossible. I was put in the back class at school because they just ignored me. And the doctors told my mom and dad that I was retarded. So you were kind of, 
you know, put to one side. And um, mm. I, I suppose keeping it a secret was one of the things that the angels were doing to protect me. That's sure. that's what God wanted. And, and sure, look at me today. You know, I'm talking with you, even though I, I can't read or write as such. I can a little bit now, but it still gets very con confusing. Okay. And so you've given me a lot to 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 unpick there, if you don't mind. Okay. So, so let's, let's so so I mean I know this is a weird question, but how what is an angel? I mean, because actually, when you were a toddler, how would you know they were angels? Or was I, that looking I, back? I actually didn't know they were angels. Mm -hmm. It was only when they told me they were angels, and my little brother was a soul. And even then, I didn't quite understand because. Even at that time, I still thought my mom and dad could see them. Right. But yet they kept reminding me, say nothing. And um, angels are, how would I say it? They are this beautiful light. And I wouldn't be able to describe them in any way, only for they give a human appearance within that light. Right. But the human appearance um, sometimes can be very faint. Sometimes it can be more stronger. And one of the things about the angels, which I love, and that is, you know, the way we take on and off our clothes, mm. they don't have to do that. You know, it's like their clothing is part of them. Right. And So, and so through the course of your life, obviously, you've seen these entities many, many times. Have they always been the same? Um. No, because how would I say I see so many angels and sometimes they have told me their name. Other times, like when I was quite young, I and I still do today, I see these angels tum tumbling down from the heavens. Mm. And as a child, I gave them a name. I call them the unemployed angels. The unemployed angels. Unemployed angels, because... Yeah. You know, you see them tumbling down from the heavens and then suddenly they stop before they they land, let's say. Mm. And um, they're always around people. You know, it's they always give the impression that they want to help. But all the trivial things, they're looking for work. Right. And I just call them um, the unemployed angels and people around the world just love them. And right. people are calling in the unemployed angels to help themselves, but they're asking for them to go to all different parts of the world to help others. Yeah. And that's okay. love. And, and and of course, you will have dealt with your fair share of skeptics over the years. There must be a lot of people who've put this down to some sort of visualization or schizoid of apparent moment or some you know there's there's going to there are always going to be people who are there to do that uh, i mean my guess is that you don't really care what other people thinks but think or or do you see this as something that's um a mission of yours to persuade people that this is a thing well i suppose it's my life journey you know and i know when angels in my hair came out first i got a lot of that and and still do but it doesn't matter anymore because 
when someone tells you or you meet someone on a street in, a, in another country and they're telling you you saved their life and they're just saying thank you and I'm looking at them, I don't know what I've done. But, you know, that's all that really matters. You know, that, that you've helped another person or changed their life in some way that they feel better and more confident and happier within themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that they have discovered, you know, they can live life. Okay. So, so I mean, and the question begs itself that you can see angels, why can't the rest of us? What, what, what's, what's different I, or unusual about you? Perhaps? I, I suppose in one sense, I don't really know, mm. but the, the angels, because... I was considered retarded, you know, no one really talked to me much, you know, um, I was very silent and very quiet. Yeah. Um, so the angels became my teachers. They have taught me everything I know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be here, as I said, talking to you only for them. Yes. But you 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 talk in your uh, life story on your own website at uh, lauraben.com that that they made predictions about your life and your marriages and your children yeah. and such like. So could you sort of unpack that a little bit for us? Yeah. Um, sometimes I would give out to God and the angels for telling me something that was to happen in the future within my life. Mm. Like when the time when Archangel Michael told me it was getting near time to write, you know, and I was a mother and I was busy with my children. I, I was really kind of very cross you know like how does God expect me to write even one book when I it was extremely hard to write my name my children would write letters for school yeah. I get them to write letters you oh, know in yeah. that you know because they can read and write yes. and, and I think to read and write you know to be able to pick up a book or and read it and to be able to write a, a note that is an incredible gift people have and I think they forget that, you know. And so you had um, um, foretellings about your partnerships and relationships and all sorts yes. of things. Yes. When I was only about 10, um, it was Angel Elijah. I'm cutting the story short now that walked across the river. And I was only 10 and I was so excited seeing this incredible angel doing this. And... I wanted to do it and he said no I couldn't and it was that particular angel that showed me the young man I would marry in the future um, and told me he he would die young that we wouldn't grow old together and I remember being very upset and over him telling me this and laughing as well at the other idea of falling in love because I was only 10 you know what was he on about but it was like he put his hand to the back of my head. And it's like all what he told me, you know, was put there. It wasn't forward. But yet I was always very conscious of it. Yes. And so do you get the sense that your life has been predetermined? Therefore, you're just walking somebody else's path? Or, or do you have free will in this as well? Um, I love the question. <laughs> Um, I would always say I don't have free will like everyone else, but I know the world has to respond, has to play its part. 
so that I can play my part. Right. And I, I know it's it's to do with, you know, spiritual growth, connecting with her soul, um, you know, that human person that we are, the flesh mm. and blood mm. and the spiritual, the soul, you know, of that inter intertwining yeah. um, to happen. It's like I've been shown it's part of evolution. Yes. You and know, you talk about soul, um, both on your website and you've mentioned it a couple of times today. So I'd be interested, I'd be just interested to know more about what you mean about that, because I suppose I have an idea about soul, but I don't really understand it from your perspective. So um, how would I say it so clearly? Um everyone has a soul. I I see much more than the angels. Okay. Um sometimes I'm I'm allowed to see someone's soul where the soul actually steps forward. And again, it's an incredible light but yet again it does what the angels do it gives them you know a human appearance mm -hmm. and it's like the only other way I can explain is that we are two not one we were inclined to think that we are only a human being right. but, but we're not we're, we're, we're two and the soul is waiting to intertwine and I believe maybe it has started already. And and when that happens fully, you know, we won't get sick. Right. There so, will be nothing like, like that. So you're saying the soul is sort of more... So in other words, the soul exists and the human attaches to the soul. And then when the human dies yeah. and passes on, the soul continues in some sort of way. The soul before. continues with... Every bit of knowledge of that human person. Right. So I, I would say, just like my little brother, he yeah. was playing with me in front of the fire and he was older than me. Yes. And he died at 10 weeks. Right. And and yet he could talk to me and knew how to play with bricks yeah. and all of that. And told me that, you know, the fire won't burn him. But I was only a little child. I didn't understand yes what what he meant um i i just i just think our soul is is very important and i know our guardian angel is the gatekeeper of our soul and the other question that i can't answer either i i don't know and not everyone believes in god or the creator we call we call god by so many names and yeah. and religion kind of has control over over that, um, but not always in a positive way. Mm. But I don't know when, and I always say this, I, I don't know when God, that creator, fell in love with us and gave us that little spark of light of itself. Yes. So so that we live forever. But it sounds like if I understood what you said earlier, and I may not have, so forgive me if I haven't, yeah. but it sounds like he created the soul, or the creator, it doesn't have to be he, they created the soul rather than the entity that carries it. Is that the thing? Because that's the life force you're sort of describing in a way, isn't it? Um, well, I, I suppose the soul is the life force as well. It's like um, when the human body, from the moment it's born, is already maybe listeners won't like this, but it's already, you know, 
getting weaker as such. It gets stronger and then starts to get weaker. But mm. that never seems to happen to the soul. And it, it, it is interesting because I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's interesting yeah, no. that when you when if anyone's ever been to a funeral. Or you've seen so so my parents uh, died recently not recently but a little while ago <clears throat> and i was very taken seeing their dead bodies that they the the lack of animation was almost as if they weren't there there was just this sort of husk there and yeah. I, you know to, to get too spiritual about it but you know the idea the soul is is interesting but your idea that the soul carries on and transcends it's i suppose it's quite interesting it's quite similar to the reincarnation idea in a way but you're expressing it in my head and i shouldn't think this yeah. i've got this idea of a skateboard that yeah. goes you know from one yeah. person to another yeah. um but it, but it is it seems it seems quite a fascinating idea and okay. and so i mean i'm familiar with the concept of angels because i used to work with an organization whose ceo um we whenever we rocked up, we always used to have a take an angel card for the meeting and for okay. an angel cards for the day, and it was general hilarity and such like. But I mean, the, but she it, she was really talking about a metaphor for goodness and kindness and wisdom and knowledge and you know that sort of stuff. But you're actually talking about actual tangible, in, not the representation of angels, but having seen actual entities. Yes, and I, I suppose that's one thing I, I can only say say to you is that, you know, you have a soul. You're, you're not just one person, you're two. And, you know, you have a guardian angel that never leaves you for one second. Other angels come and go, and even the soul of a loved one comes and goes as well. And the only other thing I can say as well is God is real. So, so before we go into that bit, <laughs> yeah. can, let me let me ask you this question. So if if everybody has a guardian angel, that obviously that angel is not. It doesn't have a legal or moralistic sense of what right and wrong is. Otherwise, so the angel obviously has no impact on the person. I um, I think when we listen to the guidance, it's it's trying to give us to help us to understand to. To make our lives a little easier, if if we can connect into into that, I I think that's really important. But but you do have fallen angels, so that the the concept um, of evil would be okay, wouldn't it? It's part of, isn't it? Part of the, I mean, that it, would make sense to me to have a have evil as well as um, good in an angel. Well, we do we do have good and evil. Yeah, but I always would say. You know, good is more powerful than evil. But for some reason, the human part of us loves the excitement of the evil. Mm. And to me, that's the, you know, everybody will watch a horror film, but will, they don't always watch a, a movie that has a lot of good and hope in it. You oh, know, I don't know. Way. I think anybody that watches a rom com knows they're watching <laughs> ninety minutes of hope over expect over I experience. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that one, especially his under the eight horror films. So, 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 I mean, are you in the middle of writing something, or have you launched something? I, recently? I'm, I'm actually um, writing a book with a scientist at the moment, and we're hoping to have it out maybe in the next year or year and a half. Um, what would you say the first edit is, is done? And it's really interesting because he read Angels in My Hair. I can't tell you that story because it's really long. And 
when he talked to my editor about what he saw, even with my little brother playing at the fire, it, it blew my editor's mind away. He said, I never saw that. And I read that book, you know, how, how could we have missed it? So I, I think it's, I think that will even help people if they allow themselves to have a more open mind to help us to understand, you know, the soul, yes. that other entity of ourselves, you know, that speck of light of God. Yes. And and for us to, we, no one dies. Your, your mom and dad are, are not dead. They are very much alive, mm. you know. And, and in a sense, when you looked at their body or anyone, the light was gone, the soul was gone, mm. you know. Um, but yet I, I know they probably were standing there right beside you. Yeah, I hope they're not, because they'd be they'd be giving me if they're waiting to see me, I know I'm in big trouble already. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. I, I always tell people that people would say, you know, I told them I hated them or you know, we had a big row, but mm. it's like the soul of that human person. That row doesn't matter anymore. Yes. You know. So, so we talk about resilience on this uh, podcast. And I'm guessing you're, I mean, for you, if you uh, you have this idea that the angels are sort of guiding you and you're, and you're treading this path, um, that allows you to deal with things because of the the belief that sits. And I, I mean, there's lots of spiritual people. Their resilience comes from their ability to believe because they understand that this path is laid out for them. It, it, is that is that true or is that oversimplistic for you? I I, I love the word resilience. Um, I I would say for myself, um, all my life I was saying no to God, constantly saying no and constantly, you know, giving out, saying you you've got the right the wrong person. I can't read or write. Someone tell me to go down the road and you to go left. That's totally confusing for me. Colors are confusing for me. Um, I have said to God and the angels, why didn't you pick someone, you know, that can read and write, you know, get a, a, an education and go through university and, and have all the knowledge? I, I suppose maybe I, I with, the, with them pushing me ahead, no matter what os obstacles were in my life, yeah. And giving me the courage, it was giving me that resilience because yeah. I love that word. Mm. And if you look at your website, I mean, you've done some amazing things. I mean, your your path has taken you in incredible places, have amazing experiences, meeting extraordinary people. So it's it is quite fascinating to say that. And I guess this is part of your message, isn't it? That the fact that you are limited in some way in terms of skills doesn't mean that you don't have the capability to. To achieve great things or again am i just putting words in your mouth no you're 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 right because you know when angels in my hair came out first um i was approached by a huge number of um college students and and younger younger than that and they say they have learning difficulties but now you've given us courage resilience to you know achieve what they want to achieve within their life and yes. I think that's important in one sense I don't know how I have achieved this um except that I've had great courage because what you said earlier on about being ridiculed and all of that 
yeah. and that has happened yeah and and it still happens but i love that person anyway i i think it's it's that love that i have for for mankind you know and and for for nature that overcomes all of the negative yes yes and and i like that because actually what you're representing there for me is this idea that if you're secure in yourself it doesn't matter what other people think about you so it's it doesn't matter what the source of the security is whether it's a rational cognitive thing or a, a faith or a belief or a spiritual embedding that idea of being yourself a strong vision of yourself is so important now um i i need to ask you about the sanctuary uh, i've been prodded uh, to ask you about the sanctuary and, and the work you're doing with children. So uh, I'm going to do as I'm told for once and actually ask you that question. How about that? Um, that's a big, big question. Um, well, one thing that God and the angels told me was that, you know, I was to start up a children's foundation. And I remember that being said to me and just saying, I know nothing about charities or anything like that. So I said it to my family and they looked at me as well and said, Mom, we know nothing. But it's gone now for a number of years. And we have children all around the world here in Ireland in as many countries as we can. Um, and that's really important. And sometimes it's just with food and copies, you know, and pencils. And other times it's like, you know, the Children's Grief Centre or, or PIPs or APA in Africa in that way and what was the other part of the question you asked well no i was just interested in the sanctuary that you've set this up and it's in, yeah. in kilkenny and it's it's that's, thriving isn't it that's another miracle my my life has been every time i say yes to god my life is full of miracles and and everyone's life is full of miracles every day you just miss them you don't see them because you're you're too busy entangled in what's happening in the world Yes. And and again, cutting the story really short. Um, when I was a child, um, God had me there in the sanctuary, he had me looking out this huge window and he was holding my hand mm. and just said, one day you will live there. Now, I won't live there in as my home. This is my home here, the old farmhouse. Um, and I kind of again laughed at the idea of that you know and I was always being reminded and, and even in my adulthood and then when Joe was becoming sicker before he died um, and we were going down to friends down here in Kilkenny one day Archangel Michael just appeared as we were driving past these gates and and said to me one day you will live here. Right. And I was totally confused. And then skipping loads of that story, um, my children were trying to find somewhere around this area because I was in the old farmhouse here. Um, you know, so I could give talks and bring people over and, and do different things because I was traveling six to nine months out of the year around the world and yeah. you're just living in a suitcase um and I'm getting older and um, in that in that way 
And then, you know, as they were looking, they came across, um, one of the girls came across this place for sale. And then there's the story where my son showed me the trailer. And the first thing you see are those gates. Right. And I was blown away. I bet. And there's another real long story, again, where an American, where angels and my hair had changed their lives. And my son sent it to them just as a, a laugh. You know, this is what we're trying to, you know, we're trying to find a place for Lorna. And they bought it as a gift. So it's, again, I would say the world has to respond. I can't do everything on my yes. own. We need yes. the world to respond. We need yes. lots of help so that we can help lots of people and help us to connect spiritually. I do loads of things I don't talk about. I even do extreme cases, mm. you know, and they keep me very busy because you can't, you can't um, advertise in a sense. I and mean, now I know I'm saying it to you, but a, an extreme case can be a parent and their dying wish is to spend a day or two with us. And then the whole family comes. So ha we have to look after the whole family. Yes. Or or it could be parents are coming with with the child and and they want to spend time with us. You know, I have loads of stories like that. And and when you see their lives being changed, then they're being given that resilience. I love that word now because I can say it. You can brilliantly. <laughs> that, yeah. that resilience into their life, that hope. You know, that's that's what's important. And sometimes people get well and sometimes they don't. Yeah. Um well that's the nature of things, isn't it? No. Yeah. Now, Lorna, obviously, you're extremely well-known and you're well-published. I was just looking on Amazon. I always have a look on Amazon when ch we're chatting. Uh, and um, I thought, so all the books with thousands of reviews and such like going on there. So it's very easy to find you on Amazon because you're all over the place. And obviously, okay. I'm guessing that people can have a look at your website, which is Lorna Byrne, which is B-Y-R-N-E dot com. Um, is there anywhere else that people might be able to find you to um, investigate the, your work? I, I suppose YouTube as well. Okay. I, I don't go on these things myself. And there's Facebook. Um, there's a whole load of things. So I think if anyone wants to know anything about us, you know, just go LornaBurn.com, you know, and, and then you'll find everything else. Yes. Like I would often hear from children saying, or a young teenager or someone only in their 20s that they found me on YouTube and they come into the prayer scroll and they tell me, you saved my life. I'm alive today. I didn't I didn't end my life. You gave me meaning to live. Mm. And that's good. Anything that's that's good that helps another human being yeah. is and that's, so important. And that's an angelic definition of good, isn't it? So that's yeah. good. Yeah. Now, I could talk to you all day, but sadly I'm not allowed to. So um, thank you so much for spending time with us today, Lorna. It's been an absolute joy and a privilege. And it's been fascinating for us to learn technology together earlier on. And uh, that was fun in ourselves. I was delighted to meet your daughter. So that was great. So all I can do is thank you so much for spending time to us today and wish you continued success with the sanctuary and all the work that you do. And, and for people that want to find out more about you, lornaburn.com or go to Amazon.
But thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you. My pleasure. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed. And if you're in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.